Hello and welcome to the Daily Commuter Rosary. My name is Joe and I'm glad you're here to pray the Stations of the Cross with me today. It is Friday, March 24, 2023, a Friday in Lent, so we'll be praying those Stations of the Cross. But before we get started, a couple quick reminders to please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, share this podcast with others, and please send your prayer request to dailycommuterrosary at gmail.com so we can feature your prayer intention here on the podcast. For today's Station of the Cross, we'll do the Way of the Cross by Jose Maria Escriva. This is one of the longer Stations of the Cross, so we will, once again, just alternate between Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory Bees after each station. So with that, let us begin our Stations of the Cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, under the loving eyes of our Mother, we are making ready to accompany you along this path of sorrow, which was the price for our redemption. We wish to suffer all that you suffered, to offer you our poor, contrite hearts, because you are innocent, and yet you are going to die for us, who are the only really guilty ones. My mother, virgin of sorrows, help me to relive those bitter hours which your son wished to spend on earth, so that we, who are made from a handful of clay, may finally live in libertam gloriae filirum Dei, in the freedom and the glory of the children of God. The first station, Jesus is condemned to death. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you redeemed the world. It is after ten in the morning. The trial is moving to its close. There has been no conclusive evidence. The judge knows that his enemies have handed Jesus over to him out of envy. And he tries an absurd move, a choice between Barabbas, a criminal accused of robbery and murder, and Jesus, who says he is Christ. The people choose Barabbas, and Pilate exclaims, What am I to do then with Jesus? They all reply, Crucify him. The judge insists, Why, what evil has he done? Once again they respond, shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate is frightened by the growing uproar. So he sends for water and washes his hands in the sight of the people, saying, As he does so, I am innocent of the blood of this just man. It is your affair. And having had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Their frenzied and possessed throats fall silent, as if God had already been vanquished. Jesus is all alone. Far off now are the days when the words of the man-God brought light and hope to men's hearts. Those long processions of sick people whom he healed, the triumphant acclaim of Jerusalem when the Lord arrived riding on a gentle donkey. If only men had wanted to give a different outlet to God's love. If only you and I had recognized the day of the Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The second station, Jesus takes up his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Outside the city, to the northwest of Jerusalem, there is a little hill. Golgotha is the name in Aramaic, locus calvare in Latin, the place of the skulls, or Calvary. Offering no resistance, Jesus gives himself up on the execution of the sentence. He is to be spared nothing, and upon his shoulders falls the weight of the ignominious cross. But, through love, the cross is to become the throne from which he reigns. The people of Jerusalem and those from abroad who had come for the Passover push their way through the city streets to catch a passing glimpse of Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. There is tumult of voices, and now and then, short silences, perhaps when Jesus fixes his eyes on someone. If anyone wishes to come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. How lovingly Jesus embraces the wood which is to bring him to death. Is it not true that as soon as you cease to be afraid of the cross, of what people call the cross, 
When you set your will to accept the will of God, then you find happiness and all your worries, all your sufferings, physical or moral, pass away. Truly, the cross of Jesus is gentle and lovable. There, sorrows cease to count. There is only the joy of knowing that we are the co-redeemers with him. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The third station, Jesus falls for the first time. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. The heavy cross cuts and tears into our Lord's shoulders. The crowd has swollen into a multitude, and the legionaries can scarcely contain the angry, surging mob, which, like a river that has burst from its banks, flows through the streets and alleyways of Jerusalem. The worn-out body of Jesus staggers now beneath the huge cross. His most loving heart can barely summon up another breath of life for his poor, wounded limbs. To right and left, our Lord sees the multitude moving around like sheep without a shepherd. He could call them one by one by their names, by our names. There they are, those who were fed at the multiplication of loaves and fish, those who were cured of their ailments, those who he taught by the lakeside, on the mountain, and in the porticos of the temple. A sharp pain pierces the soul of Jesus. Our Lord falls to the ground exhausted. You and I can say nothing. Now we know why the cross of Jesus weighs so much. We weep over our wretched failings and also for the terrible ingratitude of the human heart. From the depths of our soul there comes an act of real contrition that lifts us up from the prostration of sin. Jesus has fallen that we might get up once and for all. Glory be to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The fourth station, Jesus meets his mother. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. No sooner has Jesus risen from his first fall than he meets his blessed mother, standing by the wayside where he is passing. With immense love, Mary looks at Jesus and Jesus at his mother. Their eyes meet, and each other's heart pours out into the other into deep sorrow. Mary's soul is steeped in bitter grief, the grief of Jesus Christ. O oh, all you that pass by the way, look and see, was there ever a sorrow to compare with my sorrow? But no one notices, no one pays attention, only Jesus. Simeon's prophecy has been fulfilled. Thy own soul a sword shall pierce. In the dark loneliness of the Passion, Our Lady offers her son a comforting balm of tenderness, of union, of faithfulness, a yes to his divine will. Hand in hand with Mary, you and I also want to console Jesus by accepting always and in everything the will of the Father, of our Father. Only thus will we taste the sweetness of Christ's cross and come to embrace it with all the strength of love carrying in the triumph along the ways of the earth. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The fifth station, Simon of Cyrene is compelled to help Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you. Because by your holy cross, you've redeemed the world. Jesus is exhausted. His footsteps become more and more unsteady, and the soldiers are in a hurry to be finished. So, when they are going out of the city through the judgment gate, they take hold of a man who is coming in from a farm, a man named Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, and they force him to carry the cross of Jesus. In the whole context of the Passion, this help does not add up to very much. But for Jesus, a smile, a word, a gesture, a little bit of love is enough for him to pour out his grace bountifully on the soul of his friend. Years later, Simon's sons, Christians by then, will be known and held in high esteem among their brothers in faith. 
and it all started with this unexpected meeting at the cross. I went to those who were not looking for me. I was found by those that sought me not. At times, the cross appears without our looking for it. It is Christ who is speaking to us. And if by chance, before this unexpected cross, which, perhaps, is therefore more difficult to understand, your heart were to show some repugnance, don't give it consolations. And, filled with noble compassion, when it asks for them, say to it slowly, as one speaking with confidence, heart, heart on the cross, heart on the cross. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The sixth station, Veronica hands her napkin to Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. There is no beauty in him, no comeliness, and we have seen him, and there was no sightliness, that we should be attracted to him. Despised and the most abject of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with infirmity, and his look was as it was hidden and despised, whereupon we esteemed him not. And it was the Son of God who was passing by, a madman, madly in love. A woman, Veronica by name, makes her way through the crowd, with a white linen cloth folded in her hands, and with this she reverently wipes the face of Jesus. Our Lord leaves the impression of his holy face on the three parts of that veil, the beloved face of Jesus that had smiled upon children and was transfigured with glory on the Mount Thabor, is now, as it were, concealed by suffering. But this suffering is our purification, the sweat and blood, which disfigure and tarnish his features, serve to cleanse us. Lord, help me to decide to tear off, through penance, of this pitiful mask I have fashioned with my wretched doings. Then, and only then, by following the path of contemplation and atonement, will my life begin to copy faithfully the features of your life. We will find ourselves becoming more and more like you. We will be other Christs, Christ himself, Ipse Christus. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The seventh station, Jesus falls for the second time beneath the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you redeemed the world. Outside the walls of the city, the body of Jesus again gives way through weakness, and he falls a second time, amid the shouts of the crowd and the rough handling of the soldiers. Infirmity of body and bitterness of soul have caused Jesus to fall again. All the sins of men, mine too, weigh down his sacred humanity. He has borne our infirmities and carried our sorrows, and we have taken him for a leper, and as one struck by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our iniquities and bruised for our sins. On him fell the punishment that brought us salvation, and by his wounds we have been healed. Jesus stumbles, but his fall lifts us up. His death brings us back to life. To our falling again and again into evil, Jesus responds with his determination to redeem us, with an abundance of forgiveness. And so that no one may despair, again he warily raises himself, embracing the cross. May our stumbles and defeats separate us from him no more. Just as a feeble child throws itself contritely into the strong arms of its father, you and I will hold tightly to the yoke of Jesus. Only a contrition and humility like this can transform our human weakness into the fortitude of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The eighth station, Jesus speaks to the wailing women. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Among the people watching our Lord as he passes by are a number of women who are unable to restrain their compassion and break into tears, perhaps recalling the glorious days spent with Jesus 
when everyone exclaimed in amazement, Bene omnia fisit, he has done all things well. But our Lord wishes to channel their weeping towards a more supernatural motive, and he invites them to weep for sins, which are the cause of the passion, and which will draw down the rigor of divine justice. Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For if they do these things to the green wood, what shall be done to the dry? Your sins, my sins, the sins of all men rise up. All the evil we have done, and all the good that we have neglected to do. The desolate panorama of the countless crimes and iniquities which we would have committed, if he, Jesus, had not strengthened us with the light of his most loving glance. How little a life is for making atonement. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The ninth station, Jesus falls for the third time beneath the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you redeemed the world. Our Lord falls for the third time on the slope leading to Calvary, with only forty or fifty paces between him and the summit. Jesus can no longer stay on his feet. His strength has failed him, and he lies on the ground in utter exhaustion. He offered himself up because it was his will. Abused and ill-treated, he opened not his mouth, as a sheep led to the slaughter, dumb as a lamb before its shears. Everyone against him, the people of the city and from those abroad, and the Pharisees and the soldiers and the chief priests, all of them executioners. His mother, my mother, weeps. Jesus fulfills the will of the Father, poor, naked, generous. What is there left for him to surrender? He loved me and delivered himself up unto death for me. My God, may I hate sin and unite myself to you, taking the holy cross into my arms, so that I, in my turn, may fulfill your most lovable will, stripped of every earthly attachment, with no other goal but your glory, generously, not keeping anything back, offering myself with you in a perfect holocaust. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. When our Lord arrives at Calvary, he is given some wine to drink mixed with gall, as a narcotic to lessen in some way the pain of the crucifixion. But Jesus, after tasting it to show his gratitude for that kind of service, has not wanted to drink. He gives himself to death with the full freedom of love. Then the soldiers strip Christ of his garments. From those soles of his feet to the top of his head, there is nothing healthy in him, wounds and bruises and swelling and sores. They are not bound up, nor dressed, nor anointed with oil. The executioners take his garments and divide them into four parts. But the cloak was without seam, so they say, It would be better not to tear it, but let us cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. Thus scriptures fulfilled again. They divided my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. The spoil is stripped and left in the most absolute poverty. The Lord is left with nothing, save the wood of the cross. For us to reach God, Christ is the way. But Christ is on the cross, and to climb up on the cross we must have our heart free, not tied of earthly things. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The eleventh station, Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Now they are crucifying our Lord, and with him two thieves, one on his right and one on his left. Meanwhile, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. It is love that has brought Jesus to Calvary. And once on the cross, all his gestures and all his words are of love, 
a love of both calm and strong, with a gesture befitting of an eternal priest, without father or mother, without lineage, he opens his arms to the whole human race. With the hammer blows with which Christ is being nailed, there resound a prophetic words of Holy Scripture. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones, and they stare and gloat over me. My people, what have I done to thee, or in what have I saddened thee? Answer me. And we, our soul rent with sorrow, say to Jesus in all sincerity, I am yours, and I give my whole self to you. Gladly do I nail myself to your cross, ready to be in the crossroads of this world, a soul dedicated to you, to your glory, to the work of the redemption, and the co-redemption of the whole human race. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The twelfth station, Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Of the uppermost part of the cross, the reason for the sentence is written, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And all who pass by insult him and jeer at him. If he is the king of Israel, let him come down, and here and now, from the cross. One of the thieves comes to his defense. This man has done no evil. Then turning to Jesus, he makes a humble request, full of faith. Lord, remember you when you come into your kingdom. Truly I say to you, this day you shall be with me in paradise. At the foot of the cross stands his mother, Mary, with other holy women. Jesus looks at her, and then looks at the disciple whom he loves. He says to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then he says to the disciple, Behold thy mother. The sun's light is extinguished and the earth is left in darkness. It is close to three o'clock when Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then knowing that all things are about to be accomplished, that the scriptures may be fulfilled, he says, I am thirsty. The soldiers soak a sponge in vinegar and, placing it on a reed of hyssop, they put it in his mouth. Jesus sips the vinegar and exclaims, It is accomplished. The veil of the temple is rent, and the earth trembles, when the Lord cries out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, and he expires. Love sacrifice. It is a fountain of interior life. Love the cross, which is an altar of sacrifice. Love pain until you drink, as Christ did, the very dregs of the chalice. Glory be to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The thirteenth station, Jesus, is taken down from the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you redeemed the world. Mary stands by the cross engulfed in grief, and John is beside her. But it is getting late, and the Jews press for our Lord to be removed from there. Having obtained from Pilate permission required by Roman law for the burial of the condemned prisoners, there comes to Calvary a counselor named Joseph, a good and upright man, a native of Arimathea. He is not consented to their counsel and their doings, but is himself one of those waiting for the kingdom of God. With him, too, comes Nicodemus, the same who earlier visited Jesus by night. He brings with him a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds in weight. These men were not known publicly as disciples of the Master. They had not been present at the great miracles, nor did they accompany him on his triumphal return into Jerusalem. But now, when things have turned bad, when others have fled, they are not afraid to stand up for their Lord. Between the two of them, they take down the holy body of Jesus and place it in the arms of his most holy mother, Mary. Mary's grief is renowned. The Blessed Virgin is our mother. And we do not wish to, we cannot, leave her alone. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The fourteenth station, Jesus is laid in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we praise you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Very near Calvary, in an orchard, Joseph of Arimathea has had a new tomb made, cut out of rock. Since it is the eve of the Passover, Jesus is laid there. Then Joseph, rolling a great stone, closes the grave door and goes away. Jesus came into the world with nothing, so too with nothing, not even the place where he rests, has he left us. The mother of our Lord, my mother, and the women who have followed the master from Galilee are now taking careful note of everything, also take their leave. Night falls. Now it is all over. The work of our redemption has been accomplished. We are now children of God because Jesus has died for us and his death has ransomed us. You and I have been bought at a great price. We must bring into our life to make them our own, the life and death of Christ. We must die through mortification and penance so that Christ may live in us through love and then follow in the footsteps of Christ with a zeal to co-redeem all mankind. We must give our life for others. That is the only way to live the life of Jesus Christ and to become one and the same thing with him. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying the Stations of the Cross with me today. I hope you have a blessed weekend, and I hope you'll return on Monday to pray the Joyful Mysteries with me. Until then, God bless.